For over 500 straight weeks, the Sell More Book Show has brought you self-publishing news, tools, and tips, and we're just getting started. Now with rotating co-hosts from the greatest minds in self-publishing, we are truly ready to help you sell more books. I'm Brian Cohen, and on with the show. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Sell More Book Show, episode 510, if you can believe it, 10 episodes away from 10 years of the Sell More Book Show. I'm Brian Cohen from the 5-Day Author Ad Profit Challenge, joined by Kim Ann from uh, AuthorKimAnn.com, wonderful kids' books, uh, wonderful author coaching for children's books, children's book authors. And returning champion from last week, Kim. How are you? Hi, Brian. Hi, everyone. <laughs> I'm great. Thank you. Yeah. Well, we're happy you're back. I think that um, what what we love doing now that we have this rotating co-host thing is we get to bring in a lot of different voices. We get to bring in people uh, that I've 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 been so lucky to be able to connect with. You and I have connected through my. But what I just found out, our first ever five day <laughs> challenge in 2019. Um, yes. <laughs> and you've you've run ads, you've learned ads, we've done coaching, and now you've just like taken over the world with your wonderful kids' books and uh in person events. So uh it's been it's been a good run. I've I've gotten to see uh do a lot of wonderful things. Thanks, Brian. Living the dream. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, it's, it's, it's fun. It's like, it is fun. Living the dream is probably some points of living the dream that we thought was going to be the dream five years ago, but we didn't think that the dream in your case with all of your, uh, you know, shipping from overseas, these, these off run prints, uh, offset prints, uh, doing inventory every week, <laughs> packing up the van to go to the pier doing all this stuff, you probably did not picture these things as being part of the dream. No, no, I don't think I did. <laughs> but but it's still dream it, dreamish though, right? It's very dreamish. And I know to the authors that are just starting out, you know, they haven't quite gotten there yet. So to them, this might be, um, you know, still a, you know, a dream to get to do. Um, but it, you know, I love my in-person events. We talked a little bit about it in the last episode or a lot about it. Um, but yes, I, I do feel very lucky. I do feel like I'm living the dream. <laughs> it, it just is funny how our dream of what publishing is going to be for us. It almost <laughs> has to change. If we stay too wedded to the idea that I'm going to write this exact series, or I'm going to mm. Uh, write this exact way, or I'm never going to do this. I'm never going to email my list more than twice a year, or I'm never going to do social media, or I'm never going to run ads. It's these nevers that kind of make the dream never happen because the, the dream has to evolve. It does have to evolve. And things change all the time. As we know, Amazon changes all the time. So we have we to do. be ready to roll. <laughs> oh, we do. Speaking of Five-day author ad profit challenge uh, begins today. Uh, this this episode releases the day that it begins, and uh, you can still join at authorsadvertise.com. Rerecorded the whole thing. 
at awesome. great personal <laughs> a great personal struggle. Um, but uh, re- I'm sure re- that's time consuming. <laughs> it, it, it is, but it's worth it because, like you said, uh, things are always changing. Right. Amazon's always changing. Strategies are always changing. Right. And and <laughs> we want to keep everyone up to speed on that. So, authorsadvertise.com. Kiman, you know, these days, I know you're you're also doing some coaching on Amazon ads. When when you're not coaching on Amazon ads with these children's book authors, what do you tend to help them with the most? It's a lot of like metadata. And if you mm. guys don't know what metadata is, it's the stuff that tells Amazon all about your book, right? Your mm. keywords and your categories to be in, making sure that they have professional blurbs and covers. Um, and just helping them publish and get the most that they can out of Amazon. Um, But else, you know, I do some project management for people that say, I have this great idea and I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I help them with that. Um, Yeah, just help everyone, you know, get to close to living their dream as I can. (laughs) I love that. And there's something to be said about accountability. And, you know, I've coached you. And so, you know. Accountability can make a big difference for sure. Yes, it can. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, and where can folks uh, learn uh, about your coaching offerings? So guys, I'm at Um You can find out about my books there as well as any author coaching services that I have. Um, you can find me on Instagram, which is at, at authorkiman, and then I'll be able to share with you things about events that I do, some things that maybe you would like to try at your own events. Um, so give me a follow. <laughs> awesome. Love it. Let's uh, go into the previous week's question, okay. which was, how do you plan to change your author business going into 2024? Roland Denzel, who always gets the, the show notes together for us. So big thank you to Roland, as always. He says, I'm letting a lot of stuff go, stuff that's been me for 10 to 15 years. Hard to do, right? It's just like we talked about with adapting that dream. Oh, definitely. That would be hard to do. Yeah. Um, Second comment over to you, Kim. Cassandra Medcalf, narrator and author said, I'm planning on implementing daily and weekly changes that will help me establish writing as a bigger part of my identity. I market a lot, but I don't actually write as much as I want to. I plan to make it a daily habit this year. I'm also going to be smarter about my launches, make prep lists, and actually schedule and work ahead to my book launches. Make checklists, send out arcs, and do it the right way. I love that. That's a great intention, Cass. And I mean, the identity thing is huge there. It is. Establish <laughs> writing as a bigger part of my identity. I, I remember reading about that in... um. Atomic Habits by James Clear. He talks a lot about, you know, you can't just be trying to quit smoking. You are a person who doesn't smoke. And that's hard. I am a non-smoker. Identifying (laughs) as that is not easy. Do you feel like in the last couple of years, Kim, did you have to make any identity shifts to, to find more success? Oh, definitely. I mean, even just the switch from author to publisher to coach, you know, all of those have been shifts, um, shifts in how I plan my day, mm-hmm. you know, shifts in my identity for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. You can answer the questions of the week in the future, maybe get your name and your 
quote read on the show at sellmorebookshow.com or in the Sellmore Book Show After Party Facebook group. We got the top story. Kim, you ready? I am ready. All right, let's do it. Rut Buster. If you're stuck in a rut, you're going to have to get uncomfortable, writes Emile Noel, provost for Writer Unboxed. It's natural to avoid situations that are hard or make you feel uncomfortable, but keeping it safe also leads to stagnation and lack of growth. The worst part is you might not even know you're in a rut until something shines a light on it, like a sales report that Provost saw for her book. Quote, I noticed that every time I attended an in-person event or did an author talk, there was a bump in sales. This is great news and very useful information. Only problem is that I'd rather get a cavity filled than speak in front of a group of people. End quote. A week later, however, Provost read a book that explained that doing things that make you feel prickly and awkward like public speaking more often and in small doses can help. Those uncomfortable things will eventually become a part of your new, more inclusive comfort zone. You might think you can't push yourself out of your comfort zone, but you've done it before. You've learned to drive, swim, or ride a bike, speak another language, or simply shared your writing with someone, all of which are good examples. The bottom line says, Provost, if you want to improve your life or advance your career, you might have to put yourself in some uncomfortable situations. Kim. Yes. I love this. I was really excited Roland found this one. Um, it is hard to step outside your comfort zone. Like what, what, what do you think has helped you to, to step out of your comfort zone in some ways? Well, I always think to myself, right? First of all, no one sells my book better than I can. Mm-hmm. And I say that to myself, like before I go to an event, before I get on a podcast like this, um, even before I send out emails. Mm-hmm. And so you have to put yourself in the right mindset. I mean, I think authors in general, a lot of us have imposter syndrome, especially once in a while. And so just realizing like your strengths and what you're good at, and then just trying to show that to the world, I think is is a great thing. And, you know, you don't necessarily have to speak to a large group of people. It's like one email at a time. It's like you're addressing an email to one person, or if you're at an event, you're talking to one person, right? Yeah. So kind of like, I don't know, like your elevator pitch in a way, like just yeah. believing that and, and sharing it. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes you do have to fake it till you make it. I mean, you <laughs> like, you you have those thoughts, like especially when I started speaking at events or when I started doing webinars to hundreds of people, like you who you you get that thought, who am I to do this? Mm-hmm. Who am I to to make that happen? But I think it's a Marianne Williamson quote, like who are you not to? Right. Very good. <laughs> who right. are you not to? And, and and you you are you are able to unlock new parts of yourself mm-hmm. at any age to to show your full creative expression. I was just talking to a couple of my team members who used to work in the corporate world and thinking about like how many bosses have they had that said uh just stay in line, just do what you're told. <laughs> yes. And that it wears you down. Yeah, it does. It it changes you and and but you know, you always have the ability to do new things and and uh and and try new things even if it's out of your comfort zone because 
that there's the old Malcolm Gladwell, the 10,000 hours rule. We always hear the, well, you need to work 10,000 hours on a certain subject to become an expert at it. But we ignore one of the key points of that. It's 10,000 hours of deliberate practice. What is deliberate practice? Deliberate practice is practice at the edge of your comfort zone. So it's not just 10,000 hours of playing the same scale over and over again. It's 10,000 hours of doing something a little bit harder, doing something a little bit harder, progressive overload for those exercisers out there uh, until you get stronger. So scary stuff, cool stuff here. Um, Kim, hot potato a wisdom question for you. What are some tips for those authors who struggle to put themselves out there, even in small ways, not necessarily events, not necessarily whatever, but who just don't even want to put themselves out there in a, in a tiny way? So a little bit kind of what we just talked about, but a couple of things that I always say to myself is right, is that like, there's no better expert on me or my books than me. <laughs> right. Mm. Um, I always sell more books if I go or I show up than if I don't. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I want to say like, start small, right? Just reach out to one person or one place or send out one email newsletter or one social media post, right? Remember that you're not alone. There's so many authors that feel the same way. And then my biggest thing to say is like, be like Nike and just do it. <laughs> like, mm. What's the worst thing that's going to happen if you put yourself out there? In reality, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? Yeah. Someone doesn't buy your book. What's the best thing that's going to happen? Someone could order 20 copies of your book. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love that. You got to be like Nike people. That's right. <laughs> All right, Kim. Yes. Hit me up. Brian, what have you tried that was really hard or uncomfortable that you later decided to stop forcing and just be at peace with your discomfort? Well, it's funny. Uh, I I definitely used to be uncomfortable uh, being in front of people. I I used to be uncomfortable getting up on stage and doing things, but I, I did a lot of practice. I mean, I did comedy. I did improv. I did all sorts of things. But then there needed to be a shift. I was only comfortable being on stage if I was attempting to be extremely funny. Mm-hmm. And I still tap into that when I'm in, in front of people, like lots of people, but it just didn't play as much in a webinar because you can't get that kind of back and forth. And so I had to learn, okay, well, if I'm not just some funny guy who teaches classes, who am I? And I, I had to learn, like, God, this is a little uncomfortable, but I, I am a very genuine, honest teacher. That is what I want to do. That is who I want to be. And it was a little scary because I'm so used to making little jokes, even little self-deprecating things about myself. Mm-hmm. And when, when, I have like adopt when I started to adopt that change, it it was scary, but I I got to be at peace with it, even though I felt like oh well, people are going to think I'm boring because I'm not cracking enough jokes. But they haven't thought I was boring. I mean, maybe some did, but they don't <laughs> they don't hang out with me anymore. And so I would say that that really helped, and part of it was being aware of myself and being aware of 
how I could grow. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So we've gotten through the hot potatoes. Kim, we need more. The people are asking. They've been clamoring for more <laughs> lightning sounds. Can you give us some more lightning yes. sounds? Ooh, that was good because it, it like wiggled a little. That was that was awesome. So Thank Kim, you. <laughs> you're welcome. Lightning round question. So since you have to market children's books to the adults, how does that change how you handle things like your email list, reader magnets, all, all these things that have told us for years you market to the reader, but you know, six-year-olds don't have credit cards. They don't. But <laughs> as you said, like we still need to market to the adults um, with the children still in mind, right? So right. we we technically um, we usually offer goodies that they can do together, like printables or crafts mm. or activities, and then tie them to revolve around one of my books or an event I'm going to be at. Mm, I love that. I love that. That's super smart. All right. <laughs> I'm ready for one of yours here, Kim. Brian, name one thing you could do to challenge yourself in order to improve your writing and or promote your work. All right. So one thing I could do to challenge myself to improve my writing or promote my work is, as I mentioned previously and in another episode, is handing it off, not feeling like I need to do all of it myself because so many authors that I've talked to when they finally gotten some help in their business, they say, wow, I wish I had done that earlier. Yeah, I, I believe I that. that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kim. So yes. what do you think are some of the biggest misconceptions about being a children's book author? I do see a lot of these when <laughs> coaching clients. Um one of the biggest ones is even though the book is short, it takes time and money to put out a quality product. Just because it's short doesn't mean we should write it in one day and load it up onto KDP. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes. <laughs> Professional illustrations are a must if you want to compete with other children's books that are selling well. So even if our five-year-old can illustrate, it might not be the right decision. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then finally, even though it's for kids, like invest in a professional editor. Um, yes. A lot of times people will say, well, my, you know, my spouse is an English teacher and they edited it for me. Um, you know, just spend a little bit, not that much to get a professional children's book editor. And especially with rhyming books. Because there's more to rhyme and meter than two words that rhyme. Oh, and for yeah. those people in the back, I'm going to say that one more time. <laughs> there's yeah. more to rhyme and meter than two words that rhyme. <laughs> yes. I love that. I love that. <laughs> um, my, my poetry teacher back in English, English, my English degree would tell you the same thing. Um, <laughs> well, and I'm sure when you're reading books to Riley, like if the rhyme is just not good, uh, like it, it takes away from the experience, right? It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. All right. I think you got one for me here. Yes. Um, what's something new you're trying this year, Brian? So something new I am trying this year is I am going to give up some of the things that I've always done. I have always been the only person in my business 
who sells uh, the products. I've always been the person who runs the webinars, and I am going to try handing some of those responsibilities off, which is terrifying <laughs> for me, but I am excited to give it a shot. Awesome. So, Kim, what is something you have finally decided to let go of in 2024? It's funny. I think this whole podcast took a different turn this week, but um, (laughs) I'm going to change thinking that I need to do everything by myself. Um, This year, I'm looking to hire a VA and someone to help with my social media. (laughs) So I'm ready to pass the torch. (laughs) Oh, that's great. I'm so glad to hear it. Awesome. Well, Kim, you know, we, we, we've gotten this, uh, uh, through the lightning round. We need a question of the week. I feel like we're heading in this direction, right? Where we're almost talking about not doing certain things or handing certain things off. So how would you feel about our question being, what is one thing you could stop doing in 2024? And what is one thing you could hand off to someone else? I think that's perfect. That's exactly where my mind was going as well. Awesome. I thought so. All right. Uh, Hand off and stop doing. I'm just making that note for myself. Awesome, Kim. Well, you can, everyone can answer the question of the week over at sellmorebookshow.com or in the Sell More Book Show After Party Facebook group. If you are thinking about writing a children's book or you've got a children's book out, uh, or you've got a few children's books out. Kim Ann knows what she's talking about with the 26 <laughs> plus books out and all of the success she's had with, I mean, what is the biggest number of books you've had on hand from an offset print run at one time? 12,000. 12,000 <laughs> books. I'm sure, I'm sure your husband uh, loved that. Yes, because I do stock them in my garage. I live in California, so I don't have some of those weather issues that other people have. Um, And so the cars all had to go to the driveway. (laughs) Oh, well, it all works out in the end. Small price to pay, I think. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, um, where can people find you once again to learn from you and or just, you know, if they've got a kid or they've got a birthday party for a kid coming up or you are going to visit the grandkids? picking up some wonderful books. Where can they find out about all that stuff? Well, I'm on Amazon. If you just type in Kim Ann, hopefully my Amazon ads are working well. Um, You can visit me at authorkimann.com, my website, where there's information on my books, plus like free resources on there for uh, teachers and parents. And I also have some author resources if you're looking for coaching or help. And then find me on any social media as at authorkimann. Wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> Go check out Kim's stuff. Go check out the upcoming or the the now in progress five-day challenge yes. at authorsadvertise.com. Next two weeks, we're going to have a wonderful author that you and I both know, Jeffrey Mason. Awesome. Who, uh, <laughs> writes what I've referred to as highbrow, low content. Um, yes. Which is, uh, uh, there's a lot of low content books out there. But he writes something that is is really truly elevated, and I'm so excited. He he had, you know, I think his second second straight very very successful six figure year, and we are yeah. excited for him. He's to a, he's us. an awesome person and has an awesome product. 
Definitely. I feel (laughs) the same. Well, Kim, it has been a delight to have you these two weeks. I really appreciate you joining us. Thank you, Brian. Thank everybody at Salmorn Book Shows. I'll see you at the after party. Woo, we'll be there at the after party. (laughs) And you can come back next week (laughs) for our next episode. Um, So for Kim, I'm Brian. Have a great week of book selling, everybody. And we'll talk to you next week for episode 511. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Sell More Book Show. Visit the website at www.sellmorebookshow.com for detailed show notes and subscription information, or to send us news or comments for use on the show. Also, please take a moment to subscribe to the show and leave us a review. Thank you very much for listening, and happy book selling. <laughs>